And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, <laughs> listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. <laughs> I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf, but she's on vacation. In this hour, Alan Young is Jimmy's special guest on a Christmas episode of The Jimmy Durante Show from 1948. But let's start things out with The Meaning of Christmas by my pal Stan Freeberg. Joy to the world, the Lord is
my good pal Stan Freeberg. He was a uh, a very devout Christian. He loved Christmas and he loved uh, he loved uh, bringing Christmas spirit to the world with his recordings. And um, very privileged to have been good pals with Stan. And I uh, thought we'd play some of his um, his magical Christmas recordings throughout this uh, Hollywood 360 broadcast. It's fun stuff. It really, really is. And I have a question for you, Mike. Go ahead. Why won't Santa go down the chimney any longer? Why? Because he's claustrophobic. Very good. Did you hear that one today? <laughs> no. Or you had that uh, stocked away all no, year? No, my, my good pal Charles Grossman called me and gave me that one uh, a few, maybe a week or two ago, and I said I'd use it on the air, and I'd give him credit for it. Uh, all right, speaking of Christmas, uh, what would Christmas be without the most famous Christmas song of all? Here's Bing Crosby and White Christmas. Of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know, where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear. Labels in the snow I'm dreaming Of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your day Merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be Uh-huh. 
Beautiful, beautiful song right there, Bing Crosby. And I, I believe it's the number one record ever sold in the history of record sales. I believe Thriller is number two. But uh, I believe that song right there is the number one selling uh, record of all time. I think you are correct. All right. Jimmy Durante coming your way. But first, a uh, few words from our sponsor. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Don't forget, you can get the full five-hour Hollywood 360 podcast sent to your home, right to your email, and a link that never expires. Every Monday it is sent to you, along with our Radio Rarities podcast that's added to the five-hour Hollywood 360 podcast. It's sent right to your email. And you can listen to us whenever you would like. We're on demand that way. If you're like during the day, you're maybe doing something or taking a ride somewhere, and you're like, hey, I wouldn't mind listening to some classic radio shows and listening to uh, Carl and Lisa uh, kid each other and um, Mike Bubblebath Costella joining in on the fun. Well, you can just pull up the email that we sent you either that week or from previous weeks, and listen because the links never expire. And uh, you can also sign up for the Lifetime Podcast Membership, which means you'll get this sent to you each Monday for the life of the show. And when you sign up for the Lifetime uh, Podcast Membership, we will mail you our official Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities coffee mug. You can drink coffee, listen to uh, our show, and uh, live happily ever after. So if you want to learn all about the Lifetime Podcast, go to our website, hollywood360radio.com, hollywood360radio.com. The very top of the website is all of the information. Please sign up, support the show. We really thank you a great deal. All right. Jimmy Durante, it is time for a good Christmas Eve show. Of course, James Francis Jimmy Durante was an American singer, pianist, comedian, and actor. His distinctive clipped, gravelly voice, comic language butchery, jazz-influenced songs, and large nose, and it was large, helped make him one of the most popular personalities from the 1920s until the 1970s. And Durante appeared on Eddie Cantor's radio show beginning in 1933. And when Cantor left the show in 1934, Durante just took it over and never looked back. He teamed with Gary Moore in 1943. 
and the duo became one of the nation's top comedy teams. Moore left in 1947, but Durante carried on and made the transition to television. We have a Jimmy Durante show for you, 1948 Christmas Eve. Alan Young is his special guest, part one now of the Jimmy Durante Show. From Hollywood, Camel Cigarettes present the Jimmy Durante Show. A dink a a dink a a dink a Oh, what a toot! Yes, the Jimmy Durante Show with Alan Young, Roy Bargey and his orchestra, the Crew Chiefs Quartet, Candy Candido, and yours truly, Vern Smith, and let Jimmy Durante and his company make your Christmas Eve a pleasant one. And now, here to start things off with his pal, a talented young comedian, Alan Young, is the wizard of schnoz himself, the one and only Jimmy Durante, in person. You've got to start off each day with a song. Now even when things go wrong Now you feel better You even look better <sighs> Attention listeners If you got a new radio for Christmas Don't throw it away That was me <laughs> And now with my pal Alan Young I'll, uh... Hey Alan, where are you? I'm up here in the roof, Jimmy Santa Claus was supposed to be on our program But he's stuck in the chimney Well, push him through All right Santa, after falling 14 stories into the fireplace, are you feeling all right? I'm feeling mighty low. <laughs> well, Jimmy, Jimmy, we saved old Santa Claus. Now I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Same to you, Alan, but I'm kind of glad the excitement is over. I didn't mail my Christmas cards in time, so what happens? At the last minute, I had to seal 500 envelopes and lick 500 stamps. Jimmy, how did you do it? Does anybody want to buy a cocker spaniel with a dry tongue? <laughs> well, Jimmy... <laughs> Jimmy, I guess... I guess now's as good a time as any. Here's my Christmas present to you. Oh, Alan, you shouldn't have done it. It's a beautiful gift. I'll lift the cover. Uh, just what I wanted. A musical garbage can. <laughs> Jim, with all your important friends, I'll bet you forgot about poor little me. Alan. <laughs> he said that kind of shy. <laughs> Alan, you're laboring under a misprehension. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm afraid you're laboring under a mispronunciation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, but that's neither Chris nor Kringle. Here's my present to you. Don't spread this around, but I knitted it myself. Well, it's a lovely tie, but what's this lump hanging on the side of it? That's the big toe. It started out to be a pair of socks. <laughs> well, Jimmy, you know, it's flattering you should remember me after the busy week you've had. I understand you flew to Washington to deliver Christmas gifts to some of your influential friends. Yes, Alan, my first stop in Washington was the British Embassy, where I dropped off my present for little Prince Charles, England's heir apparent who at the moment has more apparent hair than I have. <laughs> well, I, I hope you gave the little prince an appropriate gift. I hear for Christmas he's already got diamonds from Africa, rubies from India, and gold from Australia, because, you see, that little boy represents the British Empire. What did you give him, Jimmy? A safety pin. <laughs> a safety pin? Yeah, can you think of a better way to hold the British Empire together? <laughs> 
joke I got from the old coward, and if he wasn't such a coward, he'd show up for Noel. <laughs> I don't know what Noel means. Well, Jimmy, who was the next notable figure on your list? Alan General Eisenhower was the next notary public on my list. And when I heard that he was in Washington for the holidays, I went over to his hotel suite to see him. And when I rushed in the door, General Eisenhower himself rushed up to me and said, Hurry, Jimmy, run out and get General... I know, General Marshall. No. General Clay? No. General Bradley? No, General Electric. A bulb was out on his Christmas tree. <laughs> but, Alan, the big moment in our interview came when we exchanged our biographies, autographed in Latin. He wrote in his book, Artis Gratius Artis. And then I inscribed the Latin phrase in my book. But, Jimmy, what did you write? E pluribus unum or six semper fidelis? No, the greatest Latin phrase of all, quanta logusta. <laughs> Ah, uh, Jimmy, there's only one Durante. Yes, Alan, modesty forces me to agree. There's only one Durante. What do you mean there's only one Durante? I got a million of them, a million of them. <laughs> Everybody wants to get into the act. It's... it's a girl. How do you like that? I've been transcribed to a more convenient body. <laughs> But look, I don't know what your game is, but I'm Jimmy Durante. I'm Jimmy Durante. I'm Jimmy Durante. Take a good look, folks. Can you tell which twin is the phony? <laughs> uh, it's humiliating. It's exasperating. Gosh, Jimmy Durante's voice in a beautiful figure like yours. What about it? Well, it's like opening a jewel box and finding a salami sandwich. <laughs> Alan, after that remark, I refuse to speak to you any further. Consider yourself ostracized. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. I, I'll see you later. Now, look, lady, what's your trouble? Well, I'll tell you. You see, I got myself a job as a lemon sorter. All day long, I have to put the big lemons in the big boxes, the medium lemons in the medium boxes, the small lemons in the small boxes. But I quit. Why? Too many decisions. <laughs> They're making Durantys in mass production so everybody can have one for Christmas. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm beginning to recognize the imposition. Why, it's my old pal who's been knocking them dead in the nightclubs around the country, Rose Marie. All right, that's the first portion of the Jimmy Durante show from Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1948. He was quite the entertainer. Alan Young is his special guest. And you heard him say he's introducing Rose Marie. Yes, that is the same Rose Marie that was part of the writing team on the Dick Van Dyke show. Of course, uh, when Dick uh, Van Dyke was in the office, uh, there was a Rose Marie. She always had a, a bow in her hair. And uh, Maury, Am uh, Maury Amsterdam. Yeah, Rose Marie. She was uh, in radio and, um, of course, a recording artist all before the Dick Van Dyke show. We'll, uh, we'll listen to her on this Jimmy Durante show when we come back after the break. Stick around. I'm still 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Yes, indeed. This is Hollywood 360. We're listening to Jimmy Narani. I want to once again thank all of our listeners for um, for not only listening to the show, but supporting the show and supporting our sponsors, being in the classic radio club. And uh, you know that we are out to save uh, some of these great radio series. I licensed the entire Frederick Ziv Library, some 41 different radio series and some 10,000 radio broadcasts. And one by one, we're going to try to save these series and get them all transferred for generations to come. The first one we did was Bold Venture, and our listeners came to our rescue. They helped our Kickstarter uh, campaign to become a success. We are in the process of transferring all of those bold venture radio shows, 78 episodes to be exact. We are moving on to Boston Blackie, 218 episodes. Every single episode in the Boston Blackie syndicated series starring Dick Kalmar as Boston Blackie. 218 shows. That is the goal. We're going to try to transfer them all. We are going to launch our Kickstarter on Boston Blackie on December 30th. That is the day. Please mark it down on your calendar. It's very important to um, begin the process of raising the funds necessary to make that transfer, those transfers of those uh, 218 shows early in the Kickstarter run. So if you could please mark your calendar for December 30th, that is the day we will launch our Kickstarter website. So uh, check out our website. Just search Boston Blackie Kickstarter on that date, Boston Blackie Kickstarter on December 30th. All right, we're listening to Jimmy Durante. Here's the conclusion. Hiya, Jimmy. I mean, hiya, Jimmy. Ah, it's great to see you again, Rosemary. What brings you here tonight? Well, Jimmy, I just stopped by to get my Christmas present from you, and it's something very personal. I hope it's not a lock of my hair. I'm already down to scalp. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jimmy, I'm afraid all I want for Christmas is to hear you play the piano again. Why, I'd love to, Rosemary. Just sit next to me here on the piano bench and let the scent of my taboo take its toll. Oh, Jimmy, what a lovely arpeggio. Where did you ever learn such a haunting phrase? A passage inscribed by the gurgle of a clogged-up water pipe. (laughs) Oh, Jimmy, you know when you play like that, it, it does something to me. It's... 
It's just as though you were playing on my heartstrings. If you're listening, Mr. Steinway, I think I found something to replace the baby grand. <laughs> I love that man. I don't claim that he's a Paderewski, but you must admit he's got his points. He's never played the president's ball or a concert over Carnegie Hall. But I've been cheered at some of the Bowery's better joints. I know that I'm a fool to ever fall. You couldn't help yourself. If you're his type, I want to warn you all. It's not his mind, it's his music that makes me mad for that man. He makes me melt. He's got magic. And his piano is part of his plan. It's unintentional. He's unconventional. I always play just how I felt. I play my melody upon the ivory like this. <sighs> Look at that gal melt. <laughs> But it's his music. He's charming and to boot. I'm cute. Some guys compose concertos that make your spine shiver. But listen. You know, that's not chopped liver. <laughs> it's not his mind, but it's his music. That makes me mad for that. Technique. The musical genius. Jimmy, stop. Stop, Jimmy, please. Please, Jimmy, stop. Stop. I'm only human. I show no mercy. <laughs> it's not his mind. It's the music. But it's his music. She says that she's mad for that man. Why did you drag me away from the studio? Just to come outside and look at the Christmas tree lights? Yes, Jimmy. Just the sight of them brings back memories of home and childhood. Nostalgic memories, Jim. I guess you're right, youngie. It puts me in a nostalgic mood, too. It kind of gets you. Yes, Jimmy. You see, this is my first Christmas away from home and mother. Oh, I see. Gee, every Christmas Eve of my life, I used to get into my long woolies and Mama tuck me in a bed and Mama place a long, cool kiss on my forehead and... She just isn't here to do it tonight. Alan. Yes, Jimmy? If you're listening, Mrs. Young, it may be your little bird, but I'm feeding it worms tonight. Oh, oh, thanks. I feel much better now, Jim. I can't help thinking when I was a kid around Christmas. 
Santa Claus never visited our house, so to make up for it, my dad told us the family cow was a reindeer. He told you the cow was a reindeer? Yeah. For years, I thought that antlers, antlers hung underneath. Oh, no. <laughs> Milk that one. Well, that's a logical misdemeanor. <laughs> anyway, I know how you feel, youngie. Gee, I'd love to be a kid again tonight. Now look, Jimmy, let's not both be carried away. You could never be a kid again. Who couldn't be a kid? Why, I remember just like it was yesterday. 16 years old and a non-student in 3B. <laughs> Alan, tonight, why don't we pretend that you and me are a couple of little kids that live in the same block, spending Christmas together? Okay, Jimmy, but kids have all got to have nicknames. There's Big Ear, Freckles, Bucktooth, Dimples. What's your nickname? I ain't got one. I have no outstanding features. <laughs> I love those Christmas fantasies. <laughs> but, Alan, you go ahead and I'll go slip into my short pants and beanie and join you later. Ah, memories. The Youngs were very poor. There were 22 kids in our family, only 21 pairs of socks. Mom called me Blackfoot. Yeah, 22 kids. The only thrill we ever got was the year we played ourselves in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Played ourselves there. I'll never forget that one Christmas Eve. I wrote a letter to Santa Claus. I said, Dear Santa, I want a bicycle. I needed a stocking to put it in, so I made my brother take off his. Long stocking, strong elastic. But then I sneaked downstairs and overheard Mama and Papa talking. Papa said, Mabel, this year I think we can buy little Alan a bicycle. After all, we only have 22 children. John? Yes, Mabel? There's something I want to tell you. You see, I... Oh, no! No, no, not again! Not again! Ah! <laughs> so, after Papa took a slow boat to China, I realized I wouldn't get that bicycle I wanted for Christmas. I was beginning to doubt whether there was a Santa Claus, so in my darkest hour, I turned to my only friend, seven-year-old Jimmy, who was the leader of the gang and the roughest, toughest kid on the block. I knew he was ready for action when I heard him say... Hopscotch, anyone? <laughs> hey, Jimmy, hey. How come you look so worried, hey? Ah, uh, we have to move. I think the people upstairs from us got a bad leak in their water pipe, I think. What makes you think so? Last night I finished my soup three times. <laughs> well, let's do something. Let's go feel for nickels and pay phones. Hey, look who's coming down the street, hey. It's that rich boy in his Fauntleroy suit and long curls. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's good. He thinks he's good just because he wears socks. Yeah. Hey, Algernon. Hey. Yeah. Why do you wear them long golden curls? Well, I'm only six years old, and my mother won't tell me if I'm a girl or a boy. <laughs> You're a girl or a boy? No. And the suspense is killing me. <laughs> well, I think I'll see you later, Jimmy. I think I'll go look for a woman with a bustle and hitch a ride into town. <laughs> How can you go into town? It's almost Christmas Eve. Ain't you going home and wait for Santa Claus? Ah, what's the use? I don't think there is a Santa Claus. I've been wanting a bike and I know I ain't gonna get it. What's the matter? You crazy or something? Why, I know there's a Santa Claus. Last year, he brought me a beautiful bike with a bell on it. Yeah, bet you didn't see him. Nobody sees Santa Claus. He sneaks into a house one night, and then he goes away for a year. Ah, that ain't Santa Claus. That's me old man. <laughs> you know, you're, 
You're supposed to be the toughest kid in the block. Now I find out you believe in Santa Claus. Alan, just because, just because you're tough don't mean you don't believe in Santa Claus. Santa Claus is real. He ain't a fig newton of the imagination. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's real, how come I ain't getting me bicycle? Look, Alan, you go on home and wait, and I'll be by later. I'm going to convince you there's a Santa Claus. See, Jimmy, I told you I won't get that bike. Here it is, 12 o'clock, and no Santa Claus. Alan, you gotta believe in Santa Claus. If you believe there's a Santa Claus, there'll be one. Listen, someone's on the roof. He's sliding down the chimney. Hey, it's Santa Claus. Jimmy, look at Santa Claus. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> look close, Alan. I think he's got something for you. Gee, it's a beautiful bike with a bell on it. Santa Claus didn't forget me after all. Well, I gotta be wanting a wong now. Up, Dancer, up, Prancer, up, Dunder, up, Petrillo. <laughs> Petrillo? Yeah, he's there to see that anything with a horn joins the union. Gosh, a real bike at last. I'm gonna take it out for a ride right now. So long, Jimmy. Gosh, there is a Santa Claus. Well, I hope no other kid comes up to me and say they don't believe in Santa Claus. That was the only bicycle I had. <laughs> Gee, Jimmy, it was a great idea to invite the whole cast to your Christmas party. Oh, the very thought of having the whole gang with me warms the cocktails of my heart. Wait till you see the 30-pound turkey my cook Maggie is preparing. Hey, look through the window. The whole bunch is around the piano. How do you like that? They didn't even wait for me, the hostess. Let's go in and join them. Merry Christmas, everybody. Come on, Jimmy, let's get to the food. Grab some turkey, don't be bashful, it's very nice. Besides, tonight I'm only charging ten cents a slice. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, folks. Enjoy yourself. But nobody eats the avocados. I just rented them to make the table look classy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, all your friends from the show are here. What a turnout. There's the... Listen, everybody, listen, please. Attention. Folks, folks my good friend Professor Nutburger wants the floor. Thank you. I have just composed a little Christmas poem to my wife, which it does me pleasure to read. My wife wanted a new mink coat. To get it was quite a production. So I just bought her two little minks and gave them an introduction. To <laughs> 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 Bina, I made a schnitz. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I'm getting hungry. Take it easy, youngie. The turkey will be ready soon. Uh, while I'm waiting, I'll try one of these olives. Mm. Tight pimento. <laughs> It looks like everybody is getting hungry. Okay, everybody, let's eat to the dining room. Let's march, march, march to the table. There's a turkey, so let's get our share. Let's march, march, march to the table. Let's hope he's got bicarbonate to spare. Wait, 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 wait a minute, Jimmy. I don't see the turkey on the table. I'm sorry, folks, I'm sorry. I'll talk to the cook. Maggie, Maggie, where's that cook? Maggie, why don't you answer? Did Chloe answer the first time? <laughs> it's humiliating. 
What's taking so long to get the turkey ready? Well, Mr. Snars, I covered the turkey with gravy made out of brandy, scotch, bourbon, rum, and gin. And I put him in the oven. Well, what happened? Well, then two hours later, I opened the oven door and the turkey was blowing a tin horn and shouting, Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jimmy's been telling me what a great cook you are, Maggie. What are we having besides that turkey? Well, sir, I've been preparing a special recipe that's been handed down from my grandmother to my mother and finally down to me. What is it? Matzo ball soup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a cook. What a cook. Boy, what a cook. She can fry a crepe better than Suzette. Hey, Jimmy, somebody else is coming to your party. I wonder who it is. Well, why don't you open the door and find out? Okay. Relax, boys. It's Hot Breath Hallahan. I'm glad. I'm glad you came, Miss Hot Breath. If the oven breaks down, you can finish roasting the turkey. <laughs> Hot breath. Well, uh, don't just stand there, big, blonde, and boneless. <laughs> Can't you see I'm standing under the mistletoe? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what about you, banana beak? <laughs> Ain't, uh, no one gonna take advantage? Go ahead, Alan, kiss her. Nah, Jimmy, you go ahead and kiss her. No, you kiss her. Nah, you kiss her. No, you kiss her. All right, I'll kiss her. Can we take that trip again? I think I know the road now. <laughs> but go ahead and mingle with the guests, Miss Hotbread. Would you like a warm Tom and Jerry? Just send over Tom and Jerry and I'll warm them up myself. There, <laughs> uh, I love this kind of carrying on. <laughs> all right, all right, to the dining room. Let's march, march, march to the table. We want food, 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 and so. This is the fasticating. Still no turkey on the table. Maggie, Maggie. Oh, yes, sir. Where's the turkey? Well, he took another drink of that happy gravy, and now he's making passionate love to a can of chicken soup. <laughs> this is a crisis. She's laughing, and I'm being rubbed out of the social register. I don't know how I'm going to keep the party going. Just leave it to me, flute snoot. <laughs> I'll liven up the party. Let's turn out the lights and play some party games. Uh, I don't know any games. With the lights out, you ought to be able to think up a few. I wonder if she has a luminous checkerboard. <laughs> well, well, what do you say, boys? I think the food is ready now. Let's eat. Okay, everybody, let's eat. Come on. Let's march, march, march to the table. We'll rip that turkey, tear him right apart. Let's march, march, march. Where's the music? What's the matter now, Maggie? Well, this man here done sneaked out into the kitchen while the party was going on and ate all the turkey. What a catastrophe. Candy Candida, isn't there anything left of that 30-pound turkey for our Christmas dinner? All that's left for Christmas is his two front teeth. <laughs> I felt like a father to that boy. Why, I even spent two weeks with him in a deep freeze. But never mind, gang. I got ten pounds of jelly beans hidden under the mattress. 
While Maggie's roasting them, gather around a tree and pick out your presents. Jimmy, you really took care of the gang tonight. Ah, schnoz, you're a real Santa Claus. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Maybe not, Jimmy, but you're the closest thing to it. Come on, gang, let's go. He's Jimmy Durante Claus. Thank you. I'm the partner of Santa Claus. His toy bag isn't on his back as he goes through the snows. He's got a better place in front. He hooks it on his nose. I'm Jimmy Durante Claus. I'm the partner of Santa Claus. Gee, you got me puzzled. I recognize that brain, dear. I'm not sure, but somehow he looks like the leading reindeer. The partner of Santa Claus is Jimmy Durante Claus. Jingle bells, jingle bells, there's the way we go. At Christmas time, gee, but I'm feeling mighty snow. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Santa's on his way. Who can afford a car today? I ride a open sleigh. I'm the partner of Santa Claus Tonight is Christmas Eve, we know so up and down the hall No creature stirring and before old Santa comes to call We'd like to wish a Merry Christmas to you one and all From Hotbread, the Mahawaja, the Professor, the Crucci, Andy Candido, Rosemary, Alan Young, and Jimmy Durana Claus In person, Jimmy Christmas Eve and just about time to hang up your stocking. Alan, that's what everyone's doing. And folks, this is one night I don't have to be clever to know what's going on in your living room. The Christmas tree is all lit up. There's a bit of mistletoe hanging somewhere. The little folks are getting ready for a very long night. And the time for the real Santa to arrive is getting closer and closer. But more important, tonight our hearts are full of Christmas. We shake hands a little bit stronger. We say hello a little bit warmer. We walk a little bit lighter. And tonight, the world is a whole lot better. But does it make sense for all these things to last only 24 hours? When our Christmas tree and our mistletoe disappear? Should that be the signal for us to act any different than we do now? I don't think so. You know, it's a long year to every Christmas. Let's make it a long Christmas to every year. Christmas, Mr. Young. And Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Durante. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. The Jimmy Durante Show was produced and directed by Phil Cohan. Listen in again next Friday night for The Jimmy Durante Show with Alan Young.
Tune in the Screen Guild players next Thursday night when they present Pinocchio with Fanny Bryce, Hanley Stafford, Jeffrey Silver, and Hans Conry. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's the Jimmy Durante Show, December 24th, 1948 Christmas show. Jimmy, Alan Young, Roy Bargy and his orchestra, and uh, Candy Candido along with Rosemary. Vern Smith doing the announcing. Hope you enjoyed that. Time uh, for a break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Well, join us next week when we uh, will celebrate Christmas. We'll have Filco Radio Time, The Great Gildersleeve, Our Miss Brooks, Suspense, and Fibber McGee and Molly. So don't miss that. Be sure to visit our official website at Hollywood360radio.com. For my co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Bubblebath-Costella, this is Carl Amari saying stay safe, Merry Christmas, be healthy, and we'll see you next week. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.